like to like to say we're glad to be here to church this morning. It's always a blessing to come to church, and and I know we can have church at home. I know we can feel the Lord at home. We can pray and sing. But it always feels better when you come into the church house. Got this place that we dedicated for God to God, and it's a place that I love to come and worship. Been doing it for many many years. And I'm just thinking. I woke up this morning with a thought just to. Just a little line, it's a, a, try, a trying times. It's just a trying time that we're in. And it's not only us, the world, and everybody in it. It's a trying time for us. And if people would just turn their heart toward heaven, I think it would be a great help to our country and to each and every one of us. So we're real glad to be here this morning, and we appreciate this opportunity. And we're glad for everybody that's listening and those that are here with us this morning. So you really pray for us while we try to sing. We haven't sang much in a while, but you just pray for us. naturally dreaded getting up and trying to sing, uh, but it's a blessing to be able to get up and try to sing. Uh, thought a lot on this song, but not new. We've sung it a lot over the years, but it's uh, right on time. And uh, one of the thoughts I had, it's Lazarus had died. Yeah. And Jesus went and raised him from the dead. And I thought about that in a little different version. But one time I was dead in the trespasses of sin. Amen. And he came by right on time and gave me that opportunity to know him as my personal Savior. I appreciate being here. You pray for us and we'll do the best we can. <clears throat> Is he still? 
Thank the Lord. Good to be here and good to feel the Lord move. Uh, good singing. Sounded good, but the best part is it felt good about down in my soul. <laughs> Just one more soul. <laughs> it seems to me like that I've had as heavy a burden for the loss as I've ever had in my whole life. Uh, during this coronavirus crisis, so-called. And uh, perhaps it's just made me more aware. Maybe I've prayed more, uh, focused more. I don't know exactly all the, uh, the things that contribute to it, but I appreciate God giving me a burden and letting me feel that desire for the lost. And, and I appreciate the, uh, those that's got saved, but I have a burden for so many uh, that's not confessed yet that they're saved by God's grace. Well, I'm glad to be here, and uh, I'm going to read, God permitting, in uh, just a moment, I'm going to read from the uh, 10th chapter of the book of Romans, and then I'm going to go back and read from the 19th chapter of the book of Luke. Again, that's 10th chapter of Romans and 19th chapter of Luke. But I want to say a few things first before I get to that. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I appreciate mothers, and I especially appreciate godly mothers. And uh, I looked it up, I just got curious, and I looked up the word mother in my Bible program. And according to my Bible program, the word mother is in the Bible 299 times. And I thought, boy, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's important. And then there's some scriptures that don't actually have the word mother, but they still describe mother. And... Uh, over in the 31st chapter of the book of Proverbs, it talks about who can find a virtuous woman for a price is far above rubies. That's probably in the 10th or 11th verse. And down, I think, about the 28th verse, uh, it, uh, it talks about her children. It says her children arise up and call her blessed. And her husband also, and he praiseth her. And you take a mother that will stand for the Lord and tell her children what's right and point them to Jesus. And uh, Boy, you talk about uh, something that's important. I appreciate good, godly mothers. And so I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and especially those that are trying to do their best for Jesus. All right. Now, get to the scripture here. And uh, in the 10th, uh, or excuse me, uh, yeah, 10th chapter of the book of Romans. Let me pray for me while I get to see this. In the 12th verse, Romans 10 and 12, said, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then down in verse 17, said, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So once you really pray, and I want to use a text this morning, different, but no difference. And so uh, the Jews and the Greek, they had a lot of difference. Their culture was different. Their uh, way they did things was different. They had a different outlook on things. But Paul said to the Romans here, he said, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. And what he was meaning was as far as it, it comes to salvation, as far as people needing salvation and how they get saved. I've talked to people in my life uh, 
uh, one uh, older lady that I talked to many years ago, and she appreciated me talking to her. She just kind of patted on me. She was so sweet. She said, oh, honey, she said, I know you're concerned about me. She said, I'm okay. She said, I've been a Christian for many years. She said, now, that, that born-again stuff that you talk about and preach about, she said, I don't know anything about that. She said, but I'm just going to heaven on a different road than you are. She said, I'm just going to heaven a different way than you're going. And I cried and I said, ma'am, I don't mean to insult you, uh, but there's just one way, and that way is Jesus. And I said, if we don't go on that road, it's not because I'm on it, but it's because the one that God made that we can go. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And uh, I said, uh, ma'am, uh, there's only one way to heaven, and that's uh, through Jesus. And he died on the cross and rose from the dead, and he lives. And it's him. That's the only way to go to heaven. So when it said here, uh, there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I need to talk a little bit about that before I go over in the book of Luke. Uh, when it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord uh, shall be saved. I, I know there's uh, people in the world, and I've talked to folks that said they'd been to church, and they'd gather up the people and say, okay, now we're going to teach you a sinner's prayer, and you say this, and uh, you'll be okay. And they just go through it, and they say the words, or sometimes just uh, give them a little card. Uh, I've even uh, seen those little cards maybe in a rest stop along uh, Interstate Highway, stop at a rest stop on a table. Somebody laid some cards in there and said, repeat this prayer uh, uh, and go to heaven. Oh, it means more than that. Uh, I went to the altar. Billy Ray, I went to the altar about six times before I got saved. Every time I went, uh, I said the words. Uh, but when I came to a point uh, at the altar, when I called on him with my whole heart, and the Bible does say, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And that's up here in the same chapter. You've got to call on him with your heart. But when you mean it with your whole heart, uh, God will save your soul. And so everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we want to go back in the, the book of Luke, and I want to read the first verse in chapter 19 in the book of Luke. Now you really pray. And I, I can feel prayers. I, these folks here are praying. I can feel it. Uh, those folks up there uh, in the, the booth with the equipment uh, that's uh, transmitting this message and, and broadcasting this and doing our sound, uh, they're praying. Uh, you folks that are out there, there's lots of folks that are listening this morning and watching. I can feel your prayers, and they really pray because we got a lot of people that need to get saved. Here in, here in the 19th chapter of the book of Luke, in the first verse, of, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, I want to tell you a few things just on the natural side. It's kind of interesting. Uh, in, the, in the 17th chapter of the book of Luke, it talks about Jesus. He was traveling, said he went through Samaria. Uh, he went through Galilee, and he went through Jerusalem. So uh, I don't know how many days that was from the 17th chapter to the 19th chapter, but it wasn't long, maybe a couple of days, I'd guess. But Jesus went from Jerusalem, and he went up to Jericho. Now, uh, there's, and I think it's in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke, Jesus is explaining who a neighbor is. And he said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves and they wounded him and uh, stripped him of his raiment and left him half dead. Now, uh, spiritually, see, Jerusalem means city of peace. Uh, Jericho's a city uh, of thieves. And so, uh, I, one time in my life, uh, when I was a little innocent boy, uh, uh, I was alive without the law once. Then a commandment came, sin revived, and I died. I became uh, half dead. Uh, listen, I was spiritually dead all the way. But listen, uh, when he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, I just want to tell you on the natural side of this just to make a point. 
And uh, Lynn and I were blessed to uh, be able to go to Israel. When we saw Jerusalem, it's in a real high place. Uh, the, uh, and I looked it up on Google this morning. Uh, how high is Jerusalem? Well, it's about 8,000 feet above sea level. Well, I, I looked up Jericho. It's 846 feet below sea level. Well, that's kind of interesting because they're only 50-some miles apart. You imagine two cities 50-some miles apart that uh, that much difference in them, 8,846 feet uh, above and below sea level. I'm telling you what, uh, it's a long way uh, from the city of peace uh, down uh, to Jericho to the city of thieves. Uh, when I got lost... Well, I can remember when the gospel reached me and I got lost. I can remember how I felt and it was a bad feeling. And I, I didn't want to feel that way. But uh, you can't go back to innocence. Uh, you can't go back to that spot. But I'm telling you, there's a good spot you can go to. It's better than that. Uh, you can get saved by the grace of God. Uh, you can have your sins washed away. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jesus, uh, here he entered in and passed through Jericho. And so uh, Jericho, this city of thieves. Now, down here in the 18th chapter of the book of Luke, it tells about when he was on his way into the city. He was coming into Jericho, said he was nigh Jericho. Of course, that means near Jericho. There was a, a blind man sitting by the wayside. And he asked, what's going on? What's this mean? And he doesn't tell who told him, but somebody stopped and told him, said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. I remember a time in my life when I was so puzzled, Lynn, and I had so many questions. I said, what's going on? Boy, there was somebody who took time to stop and say, Jesus is a passing by. Boy, that's the grand old church, Mike Thompson. That's the grand old church uh, that tells us what's going on and Jesus is passing by. Well, uh, I did what that old blind man did. I don't know how old he was, but uh, he was sitting by the wayside. He was a beggar. I want to make a point. Uh, different, but no difference. I'll get back to that blind man in a minute. But down here in the 19th chapter of the book of Luke, just after where I read Jesus entered in and passed through Jericho, that's when he uh, got up with Zacchaeus. The Bible said Zacchaeus was the chief among the publicans, and he was a rich man. You think about how much difference there is in a poor blind beggar sitting by the way begging and a man that was the head man in the tax department uh, and he was rich, uh, different. Uh, and uh, the man named Zacchaeus, he could see with his eyes, but he still couldn't see Jesus. Uh, why? Because there was a crowd around him and he was a little fella. He was short of stature and he couldn't see Jesus. Talk about difference, but no difference. They needed the same thing and Jesus had what both of them needed. They needed Jesus. This man, this poor blind man, sitting by the wayside begging. And he asked, what's going on? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He had heard about Jesus. I'm glad that God's got some people in the world telling folks about Jesus, preaching the gospel and testifying. It's not just the preacher man that's doing that. It's the whole church. It's these folks that sing these good songs. It's these folks that testifies. It's these folks that lives right for Jesus. We got people maybe that's maybe never even testified publicly in church. Probably got some. Uh, maybe uh, that doesn't sing, doesn't preach, but they live for the Lord. They got Jesus in their soul and their testimony by their daily life and, and what they talk to people maybe in their neighborhood or their job or at school. Uh, that's part of getting the message out. Oh, it takes the gospel, but God uses the whole church as a witness and, and the whole church is part of preaching the gospel. God calls men to preach but everybody's got a part in the gospel going out. 
Well, listen, you pray real hard. Different, but no difference. This man here, this poor blind man, he started crying out. Uh, and oh, uh, down here, let me, let me get what he said down here. I want to look at it in the Bible. He cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Well, there were some people that went before. They was out in front of Jesus. They got ahead of things. They was on their own. Well, we got religious people. Seems to think they just know everything's going on, but seem like they leave Jesus out. Well, I'm not trying to criticize anybody, not naming anybody, but I'm telling you, uh, we need to follow Jesus, not get out in front of him. Those folks that was out ahead, they, they told that man, be quiet, settle down. Don't make a disturbance now. Uh, you be quiet. You know what he did? I like what he did. He cried out the more. He got louder. Why did he do it? Because his opportunity was there. He'd heard about Jesus. And he'd heard, you know, recently we've heard a lot of preaching about uh, Jesus opening the eyes of blind men. This man had no doubt heard that Jesus could open up the eyes of the blind. Well, he had something to call on. He had a, a purpose. I want to just take my time and tell you out there today that's listening. If you're not saved as Jesus passes by. You might say, well, now, he's been gone a long time. How's he going to pass by? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. He gets your attention. He lets you know that he's there. The Bible said time and chance happeneth to all. I'm telling you what, God gives you a time. He gives you an opportunity. You know, sometimes people talk about, well, so-and-so's day will come. Well, I'll tell you when so-and-so's day comes. It's when the gospel is calling and God's knocking at the heart. And when they respond, that's their day. I had some days that could have been my day that I let get by me. Oh, I've talked to people before that I knew God was calling. Uh, I'll tell this story once in a while. In the old Albert Street building, there the brick building, the Albert Street, many years ago, the lady came. She'd sit on the back bench on the right-hand side, right next to the center aisle. She was very sick, but she'd come for a good while. I'd see her sit back there and cry. I, I talked to her after church. I said, ma'am, I said, I don't mean to push you or intrude but don't you need to come to all she said well God was calling me but I'm not ready to come yet one evening I got her on my heart and I knew where she lived and I told Lynn I said I need to go see that lady and so I went and stopped in her house and uh, she welcomed me and we began to talk and the Lord began to move and she began to weep and I said you know I said you told me God was calling you I'm sure he is I said let's get down here and pray well her tears dried up and I, I saw Anger come over, and she, she stiffened up. She said, I will not pray today. I said, oh, ma'am, I, I wasn't trying to press you. She said, oh, it's not you. And she told me about somebody that had angered her, one of her relatives that had angered her. And she said, I told her, I'm not going to the altar and getting saved until you make it right with me. I said, oh, you need to put that aside. God can help you with that. And I, I wept, and I cried, and I begged her to pray. She said, I will not I'm not ready. So I had to leave. I couldn't, I couldn't get her saved. It takes God to save and It takes her wanting to get saved. That could have been her day. The next morning early, I got a phone call from her daughter. She said, Mom died last night. Oh, I cried. I wept. I said, oh, I hope that before she died that she changed her mind and she called on God, but I don't know if she did. I'm telling you, we need to call on the Lord. Seek you the Lord while he may be found. Call you upon him while he's near. This blind man cried out. The old devil will try to stop you from crying out. He'll say, be quiet, hush. You'll be too embarrassed. Boy, I, I was always, I've been a shy person in my life, especially when I was a child. I tell this often, not something I'm proud of, but it's just a matter of fact. I was so shy when I was a youngster that 
I had trouble in school. I, I could hardly get up in front of the class. It seemed like my throat would tie up. I couldn't do oral book reports hardly. I did a few of them, but boy, what a stress and a pain. I said, let me write it down, teacher. I'll write it down. I'll read the book. I don't care to read the book. Let me write. No, we do every other one. You write one down, you give one orally. Well, that was trying to help me. They were trying to help me, but I didn't realize it then. I'd get up in front. It seemed like I'd get trembling, and I could hardly collect my thoughts. Well, when God was calling me to come to the altar and the church was going on, the spirit was moving, the devil would say, you can't go up there. You know you can't. You can't even give a book report. You can't go to the altar. But the devil was lying to me. Listen, let me... Let me give you another scripture here, if I can find this. I believe I can. Uh, oh, it's in the 12th chapter of the book of Romans. And it's the last part of verse 3. It said, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. The Bible said, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And there it said, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every man, woman, boy or girl, God gives enough faith to get saved by. You can get saved if you just will. Just seek the Lord. So this blind man, boy, he, he cried out the more. Oh, listen, I want you to get this, what happened here. Jesus responds to our crying out of our heart. When he cried out the more, Jesus stood. He was on the move. The Bible said Jesus went about doing good. I'm telling you what. But that man, God said, he stood there. He had his attention. When I cried out, God was watching me. He was listening to me. The Lord, his attention was on me. It's on you this morning. So Jesus stood there. And listen to this. He said he commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him. He said, saying, what wilt thou that I shall do for thee? Now let me pause for just a minute. It was not the same people, in my opinion. It was not the same people that told that man to be quiet that Jesus sent to him. Who would he send to him? It was people close enough to him to hear what he was saying. Billy Ray, it was people who was close to Jesus. When, when I was lost and people helped me, it was people close to Jesus. They're the ones who brought me to Jesus. That's what the church does. Boy, I'm telling you today, uh, listen to me today. If you're out there, if you've been saved, and if you haven't been living for the Lord, if you haven't been focused on doing what God wants you to do, uh, I would like to ask you to pray and rededicate your life this morning and get in. You need to be a help. We can't save anybody, but God uses us to bring people to Jesus. They brought that man to Jesus. Well, that's the church, folks. Now, that's the church, and, and everybody that's been saved needs to be part of that. Somebody says, well, I don't know much about the Bible. And I can't talk to people. And, uh, well, we can only do what we can do, but everybody can do something. And what we do for the Lord, if God will uh, give you something to do. Uh, well, let me say this. I've had God tell me a lot of things I need to do. Well, I, as a young Christian, he wanted me to testify. I said, can't. God said, yes, you can. When I obeyed the Lord, I could. I remember when I was probably about 16 years old, uh, God called me to preach. I said, oh, God, I can't do it. I got down on my knees and I prayed and asked God, Lord, don't make me do that. Don't, don't ask me to do that. And, but in due time, it come around and I'm, I'm thankful God called me to preach. Why, preacher? Because that's where my blessing's at. Whatever God wants you to do is where your blessing's at. We can do anything God wants us to. Not because we're smart or strong or good, but because God's able. And so Jesus stood and he commanded him to be brought to him. When he was near, he asked him, what, what shall I do for you? And he said, Lord, 
He recognized him as Lord. He said, that I may receive my sight. Jesus said to him, receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. He got more than his eyes open physically. He got saved. Boy, I'm glad today I'm saved. And so immediately he received his sight. He didn't get it on installment plan. I've talked to people, so I'm, I'm getting a little bit and a little bit. I got mine, and now I've been, I needed to grow after I got saved. But I got saved, it was just like in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. And so immediately he received that. Now, Jesus entered into, and he passed through Jericho. I'm telling you what, he was on both sides of town and in the middle of town. He went right through the middle of town. The city of thieves. He helped a man going into town, and he helped a man going out of town. They were different, but there was no difference. If somebody would have looked up to the crowd and said, look at that poor blind man there, he's a beggar. Look at Zacchaeus, chief of the publicans, he's a rich man. Those fellows, no difference in them. They said, why are you, what are you saying? What Paul's talking about and what God's talking about. We're all sinners. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God and Jesus died for everybody. You can have salvation. Regardless, there may be people listening this morning and have a very different religious background than what I've had. We can still get saved. We all need to get saved. God wants to save us. I was raised in a Baptist church, and I found out I was lost, and I got saved. We've got a lot of people that belong to our church that went to other kinds of churches, many that didn't even teach anything about being born again, and I'm not insulting anybody. Not at all. But when the gospel reached them, God let them know that they needed Jesus. I won't say who it was, and most of you'll know. We had one precious lady that came one time, her first time to Lima Church. Preacher Bob Lumker was preaching. Great preacher that's gone on to be with the Lord. He preached so powerful that day, and the lady told her husband, you've got to take me to the hospital. I'm having a heart attack. She said, I went to the emergency room. They checked me and said, nothing wrong with you. And she said, you don't know what you're talking about. Something's wrong with me. I'm having a heart attack. When God told her she needed to be born again, she did have a heart attack, but it wasn't a physical heart attack. It wasn't blockage in the heart. And so later on, first, first she said, I'm not going back. Later on, she told her husband, I want to go back. She came back and God dealt with her and spoke to her again. She came to the altar and got saved. She was a fine person in my opinion before she got saved, but she was lost. She got saved and now she's even a finer person and she's on her way to heaven. Boy, I'm telling you what, you need to get saved regardless of where you've been. You can be raised in a Baptist church or you can be raised in nothing or you can be raised in anything, but we all need to be born again. And so uh, I praise God today. God wants to say, well, I'll get to that. Oh, I'll go ahead and give that to you right here. It's in the 10th verse down here in this 19th chapter. Jesus said this. He said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. No difference. You might have circumstances that are different. But the need in your soul, there's no difference. What you have access to, there's no difference. And so let's get back to Zacchaeus here. There was a man named Zacchaeus who was chief among the publicans. He was rich. Verse 3 said he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little of stature. Now, get this. This is so sweet to me. And he ran before. He ran. A blind man wasn't in shape to run. God speaks to us 
where we're at according to our need and he provides what we need to get done. Whatever God wants you to do, do it. I've known people got safe sitting in the back of the house. I know somebody real I know somebody real well got saved in the backyard at home. I know one man, he's already died and gone to heaven, but he got saved at work running his machine. He said, I run one piece and I was lost. Next one I run, he said, I was saved. Of course, that was George Peace. That's a preacher that got saved at work. The one I talked about got saved in the backyard. That was our son Blaine. Whoever you are and whatever your case is, God knows what you need and he can supply it, but you've got to come to him. Come to him. This man ran ahead. He climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Now listen. Have you thought about it? How did Zacchaeus know where Jesus was going to come through? Somebody told him that Jesus of Nazareth, he was up to Jerusalem and Samaria and Galilee and he come all the way down uh, and he came into Jericho and he, and he stopped for a little bit on the other side of Jericho and then he come through Jericho. He's going up the road this way. Somebody told him, again, that's the church. We, it's our job to let people know where Jesus is at. Jesus is passing by. And I'll tell you something. I think everybody knows this, but I'm going to say it very emphatically. A coronavirus crisis cannot keep Jesus from passing by. We've been blessed to hear some people give confessions that they got saved while this has been going on. God is able. Anyway, Zacchaeus went and he climbed up in the sycamore tree. Now, the sycamore tree in Israel is a different kind of plant than the sycamore tree that I've been familiar with in Kentucky. They're just different. Maybe the same family. I don't know. But the sycamore tree in Israel is a stout tree. It has big stout limbs. It grows out. Some of them right close to the ground. Very stout. And big strong limbs. What's the point of that? They're easy to climb. They're powerful and they're strong. They'll hold you. Zacchaeus was just a little man. He didn't have to uh, uh, find some way to uh, uh, rig him a harness to climb up that tree. Just get a hold of him and climb up. Regardless of how small you think you are, there's a church planted by the wayside. It's like that sycamore tree. It's strong and stout. You, you get a hold of the arm of that and it'll just lift you right up. Boy, the church lifted me up one time when I was lost and dying on my way to hell. The church lifted me up where I could see across the crowd and I could see Jesus. Praise God. Somebody needs to get saved this morning. I can feel it. There's conviction. God's talking to somebody. Zacchaeus climbed up in that tree. I don't know how many leaves was on that tree, but Zacchaeus might have thought he was hid. He might have thought, I'll just peek down from here. Nobody will know I'm here. Well, I'm glad the Lord knows where we're at, folks. When Jesus came by, down in the fifth verse, he came to that place. He looked up, and he saw him. And I can tell you it didn't surprise Jesus because he knew he was going to be there when he got there. Jesus stopped, and he looked up. And he saw him, and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Wow, Zacchaeus, come on down here. I'm going home with you, Zacchaeus. Well, you know what Zacchaeus did? He did just what Jesus said. He made haste, and he came down, and he received him joyfully. Praise God. And when they saw it, see, the people saw it, and they all murmured and said that he that was gone to be guest with the man is a sinner. 
And Zacchaeus stood and he said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I'll give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I'll restore it fourfold. Jesus said to him, This day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of man has come to seek and save that which is lost. A couple things today. If you're lost, seek the Lord. You can get saved. Maybe somebody out there is struggling with whether you're saved or not. Ask God. God can help you. I got saved on a Saturday night. Boy, I got saved. I, I'd been to the altar, like I said, about six times. Most of my friends got saved first time they came. I'd prayed even that sixth time. I was still struggling. I got up and was sitting on the mourner's bench. A good friend of mine named Mike Mason, Don Doors boy. He'd got saved. He stood up. I can remember what he said. They said, you have anything to say? Yeah. He said, I feel all white and clean inside. Well, I thought, I wish I looked like that. I wish I felt like that. And then in my heart, I said to the Lord, God, I've done all I can do. I, nothing else I can do. I've offered everything. I've promised everything. That wasn't what he was wanting. He was wanting me to trust him with my whole heart. I thought I've promised everything. I've done everything. I've prayed. I tried to pray real good. <laughs> God didn't say pray good enough. I'll save you. But that was the way I was going at it. I was trying to put my two cents in it. But I came to that point and I surrendered. I said, oh, God, if you don't save me, I'm a goner. It was the lowest place of despair I'd ever been, but I needed to get there. I needed to have that broken heart and that contrite spirit. When I came that way, the burden lifted off of me. I felt the weight lift off of me. I thought, boy, that's gone. I feel peaceful inside, but I didn't tell it that night. On the way home from church, the devil beat me up. He said, you better not tell that. You've made a mess. You didn't get saved. He, he reminded me of the way some people acted when they got saved. You know, some people shout. So I want to tell another little story. You just keep praying. I'll probably not be too long. good preacher friend of mine has already gone to heaven named George Lee. They called him George Troy Lee. It's Troy Lee's grandpa. He told about when he got saved. He said he was uh, married to Maddie or dating Maddie. I think he was already married to her. Maddie was his wife, Troy's grandma. George said... When Maddie got saved, said she'd come up off the altar shouting. Said she was waving her arms, she was shouting, she was praising God. Said the church rejoiced with her. He said, I said right then, when I get saved, that's the way I'm going to act. I'm going to shout when I got saved. Said it wasn't long after that. Said I felt heaven calling real powerful. Said I went to the altar. Said and I bowed. And he said, I felt that burden lift. So I said, I got it. He said, and then the devil said, no, you didn't get it. You've not shouted yet. He said, they asked me if I had anything. So I said, nope. He said, I kept coming back to church. He said, I felt that burden gone. I felt relief. I felt happy. He says, nope, I'm going to wait till I shout. He said, I was praying. And they was praying for me. He said, finally, God said to me, George, I've saved you. You're just going to have to accept what I've done and go with that. Everybody doesn't act the same. Maddie shouted, but George didn't get to shout. Some of my friends shouted, but I didn't get to shout. Doesn't matter. I got saved. And so finally I told mom and dad they got saved. Well, of course, they rejoiced. And then I come back and told the church, I'm telling you what, if God saved you, own it and be happy. So a number of things I want to say, summing up. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. There's no difference. Everybody can have the same thing. And when you get Jesus, you've all got the same thing. He come to seek and to save. And let me quote John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's whosoever. So if you're lost, get saved. If you're saved, live for Jesus. If you're doubting where you're at, talk to God. He can help you. Would you folks come and sing again?
We sing us another or two or however many you want to. Boy, I believe God's calling. I believe God's calling. And I, I appreciate what I feel this morning. Different, but no difference. You might feel different. And we all are unique. We're different like that. But even though we, we feel different and we think we're different, there's no difference. Jesus died for everybody. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. He died for us, Jew, Greek, whoever we are. You can have salvation. Come while they sing. I know the church house down here is empty. But we got a whole host of people listening. I'd like to ask you this morning at home to pray if you've got something you need to talk to God about. Call on him this morning while they sing, come to Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please, God, call our people with power. Help them to come to you. You're so wonderful. I see the storm. And I hear the rolling thunder. Yeah, Lord. Thy power. Do you know God like that? You can.
with a shout of Thank you, Jesus. Then I shall bow yeah. in humble adoration and there proclaim, Oh, my God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul. Thanks more. You're welcome. Praise God. Boy, I appreciate that thing. Just bear with me and pray real hard for just another minute or two. I, I need to make a couple points out here in the, uh, the 10th chapter of the book of Luke. God's impressed me. I, I don't want to leave that man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. I don't want to leave him dying in the ditch by the roadside. Just take me a minute or two. But I feel like saying this. If you're listening this morning... And this means something to you. If you're on Facebook, share it. If you share it, it helps more people to see it. It might have a chance to help somebody else. And if you feel like just putting your name down or making a little comment in the comments, that's encouraging when we see people that's watching and listening. But let's go back to the 10th chapter of the book of Luke. When that man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, he fell among thieves. They wounded him. They stripped him of his raiment. They left him half dead. Pretty soon a Levite came by and a priest came by and they went by on the other side. They didn't pay much attention to him. And they were, uh, by their titles, they were probably religious folks. But they didn't, they didn't stop to help that man. Boy, there's a certain Samaritan come by. Praise God. When I was by the wayside dying, the Lord come by. He's the only one who could help me, and he did help me. He came by through the grand old church. When a Samaritan came by, he took time. And listen to what he did for that man. When he came down through here, and it said he bound up his wounds, he poured in oil and wine, he set him on his own beast, and he brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the, to the host of the inn, and he said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever uh, thou spendest more, when I come again, I'll repay thee. Well, I'm telling you what, he, he, got, he got him in a spot where he was okay, he got him took care of. When I got saved... God put me in a real spiritual church. If you're saved, you need, to, uh, you need to be part of a good church and live for the Lord. And I'll tell you what, Jesus paid the price for everything. He paid it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. 
I can't pay him back 1% what he's done for me. But I need to do my best to serve him and live for him. Once again, summing up, it's hard for me to quit this morning. If you're lost, you need to get saved. And you'll never get saved until you seek the Lord. But everybody seeks him, will get him. Seek and you shall find. Seek him out of your heart. While he's calling, you'll get him. He's promised. Seek the Lord. Now, if you've got doubts about your salvation, get that cleared up. That's, that's, that's too important to go through life doubting. If you're saved and you're not living for the Lord, get in. We need you. I hope how soon that we're able to see these pews full again. But in the meantime, even though people didn't populate all the pews, the church house has been full of spirit this morning. And I praise God for all you folks that are faithful, that are doing what you need to be doing and helping us and following the Lord. Anything else? Yeah, pray. Well, I kind of thought you might have another. Pray. Pray while she sings this morning. And listen, I know this is repetitious, but it needs to be. If you're lost, pray. Pray right now. Get saved and let somebody know it. And if you need to repent and rededicate your life, do it. Let somebody know it. Please, while Linda sings. The, this song just talks about salvation and um, how simple that it is, really. Amen. With a childlike trust, we just yeah. hold out our hands. And I didn't understand it, Bill. I didn't understand it at all. But I knew I needed the Lord. Yeah. And he called me to him. And yeah. I accepted that. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm so thankful that since that day, I'm a, I'm a new person. I was changed, forever changed. So pray for me. I'll try to sing this. It's just kept coming back to my heart. So maybe it's for someone that's listening. Maybe it's just for me. But I feel like singing it.
said uh, when she called, if you want to, you may. Uh, Beth Nichols called this morning. She's on her way home. Yeah. So she was so thankful that she was getting to go home. Yeah, she right. wanted to thank everybody for praying for her. Amen. And, uh, she said she loves this church, and she yeah. has confidence in this church that Amen. they pray for Yeah. Well, just, I, I just felt like Linda needed to share that instead of me for some reason, but it was such a blessing to hear Beth tell that. And uh, a couple things I want to share with you, uh, God willing, tonight, uh, Joe and Billy, Taylor and David be singing for us tonight. We appreciate our young men. And uh, they'll be singing. And God willing, I've asked uh, Russ Stringfield to preach for us tonight. So he said, God willing, he would. And so I'm really looking forward to the service tonight. So really, really pray. Uh, if you're not uh, going to church or uh, got a live stream from someplace else, well, try to join us. And if you have, well, uh, you can replay it after it's over. But uh, just keep praying. And uh, Boy, I just, I felt so good when Linda was singing right there. I just, I thought, boy, I believe somebody's coming to the Lord right now. And uh, I hope I hear a report of that. It's been a great service all the way through. 
I appreciate you men that have come and sang for us this morning. God really used you, and it helped me, and I, I know it helped a lot of other folks. And so, anything else? All right, if not, go pray and come pray, and God bless you. We're done.